Well, hey, last week, as I said, was Easter. If you missed it, um, sorry, you missed it. It was last week. Um, you'll have to go make some eggs. Uh, there are probably still some dye kits on super sale somewhere. So uh, go do all of that stuff. But it was a great day. And we started a new teaching series last week called Relentless. And Pastor Pitts kicked it off with a message on Relentless Hope. I'm going to move this. I just feel like I'm going to back up into it. Sorry. It's distracting me behind me. So we started this message on, he started the message on Relentless Hope because we have this hope that, that never gives in. And we talked about that last week. He had this statement. He said that hope is the bridge that carries us over despair to God's will for our lives. And that was the idea that, that, that we have this despair in our lives, but we know that hope, the hope of Jesus is going to carry us to where God wants us to go. And this week, we're going to continue in that series. Um, but before we do, you know, we, we have this hope sign back here and uh, that we put up last week for, for this series. And hope, obviously, it's a big deal anchor, right? We, it's kind of the cornerstone of what we do. We believe there's hope for every soul. And so we have this hope sign. And I, I just had to tell you a story about when I was making it. Um, last, uh, when I was working on it, I was trying to wire it all together. And I was putting all the wires together, and I'm in my garage, and I'm, I'm down on my hands and knees trying to put this thing together. And the, the little, little wire nuts, the connectors that connect all the wiring, the ones I had were not the right ones. They were the wrong size. And I don't know if you've ever been in this situation where you're trying to do something, and what you have is just not quite right. And I'm sitting there forever trying to get the darn things to work. And I spent forever trying to do the E and then finally, I was like, I'm done. And so I went to bed, and I came back, and I came to the church the next day, and we had the right the right connectors that were the right size. And so I started working on them, and I was able to do the other three letters in the same time I did the first letter. Now, I don't know if you've ever been in that situation where you are trying to do something, and you don't really have the right tool to do the job, but you're, you're stubborn like me, and so you're like, I'm going to get this done. I can make this happen. I can do this. And so you just force it. Like maybe you're working on something and you need a hammer and you don't have one, but you got a wrench in your hand. So you just start beating on the thing with the wrench and you're like, I got it done. I made it happen. Or you're, you're trying to screw in a screw and you just got a flathead screwdriver and it's a Phillips head and you're smashing it in there and it keeps slipping and it keeps breaking the, you know, twisting the, the top and, and, and messing it up. Tools have intended purposes, right? And sometimes we can use them in other ways. We can take a tool and we can use it in a way it was not intended to be used. And often we can get the job done using the tool for a different purpose. But when we do that, if you use a wrench as a hammer, chances are you might get whatever it is nailed in, but you probably also are going to make a bit of a mess, right? You're going to make a bit of a mess. You're going to beat things up around it. The tool itself might get damaged in the process. The, the nail you're trying to put in is not going to look so great. It's probably going to be a little crooked. And it's going to be a lot of work. It's a lot of work. If you don't have the right tool, it takes a lot more work. Using the wrong tool is frustrating and exhausting. But when you use the right tool, it makes the task enjoyable. You know, when I was down on my hands and knees trying to wire that sign and I was trying to put those nuts, those wire nuts on, it was, I was getting so frustrated. I was so mad. But when I came up here and started doing it with the right ones, I'm like, Psh, this is easy. This is like, I, I can do this. This is, an, this is an enjoyable task for me because I felt like I was making progress. Why is life 
sometimes so difficult? Why do we go through life sometimes and feel like whatever we're facing is so frustrating and exhausting and difficult? The reason is because often when we are facing those frustrations and those, those obstacles, we're living outside of the purpose we were created for. So we have a job, a purpose that we were created for, and oftentimes we're taking us as the tool and we're trying to accomplish the wrong thing with the tool. We're trying to accomplish something outside of God's purpose for us. And so when we do that, we get frustrated because we're trying to, to use our skills and our gifts in a way that we are not gifted to do, in a way that we were not designed to do. Today, we're going to focus on God's relentless purpose for our lives, God's relentless purpose for our lives. And so we're going to start off, we're going to look at this verse in Ephesians. In Ephesians 2, it says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do good things he planned for us long ago. There's a couple of things I want to focus on in this verse. The first one is this. It's very simple. It says, you are God's masterpiece. If you miss nothing, if you miss everything else today, make sure you hear that. You are God's masterpiece. You are the pinnacle of what he created in this entire universe. You are his masterpiece. You're exactly what he designed you to be. You're not a mistake. You're not screwed up. You might not feel like a masterpiece, but you are a masterpiece. Yeah. Now, it does say in there that you might not have been born a masterpiece, but you were created anew in Christ Jesus. See, Jesus, Jesus looks at you and he says, I'm going to take you where you are and I'm going to recreate you in my image. I'm going to recreate you and you are going to be born anew as my masterpiece. You're not a mistake. Uh, sometimes you might, you might be fighting your purpose in life and then you feel like you're just so screwed up. You're like, my life is just a mess. I'm so messed up. I can't be a masterpiece. The reason you don't feel like a masterpiece is because you're doing the wrong thing. You're not doing what you were designed to do. Imagine a person who is a sculptor trying to be a painter. They might be a master sculptor, but they can't do anything with a paintbrush. And they pick up a paintbrush and they look like kindergarten art, right? It's like finger paint. But when they pick up the chisel and the hammer... They're a master. You have to do what you were designed to do. You are God's masterpiece. The second thing in that verse is this. God's purpose for you was planned before you were born. It's said in there that there, were, there are good works for you that were planned long ago. Long ago as in the beginning of time. Like in a time long, long ago. Like long, long ago, right? Not just a few years ago, but at the beginning of time, God knew you were going to be coming. He knew he was going to create you. And he has a purpose that he designed specifically for you. If we live in the purpose, if we do what God created us to do, if we do the good works that he's planned for us in advance, then we don't struggle with that despair. Remember, we, Pastor Pitts talked about that last week, the idea of there's this despair in our lives. The despair, we only face the despair because we aren't living in the purpose we were designed for. We have to have the hope that we talked about last week so that we don't face the despair. 
Here's a statement for you. The distance between God's purpose for you and your personal desire is the measure of despair in your soul. The distance between God's purpose for you and the, your personal desire of where you want to be, that distance, that's the measure of the despair that's in your soul. It's how far you're out of alignment from where God planned you to be and where you think you want to be. That's what's causing the despair in your soul. The bridge, Pastor Pitts talked last week, is the hope. We talked about the hope that's going to get us over the despair. But when we look and we say, gosh, I just have this angst, this frustration, this despair within me, it's because there's a distance between what you think you want to do and what God designed you to do. So here's a question when we talk about purpose is where... Are you looking to find your purpose? Where are you trying to find your purpose? Are you looking for purpose through the television? Are you looking through purpose for purpose from, from celebrities, from people you see on magazines or see online, from social media, from influencers who are going to influence you to find your purpose? Are you, are you trying to find purpose by, by going out? Are, and, and hanging out with others? Are you trying to find purpose uh, you know, in relationships? Are you trying to find purpose in your job? Not all those things are bad, but the question is, why are we looking around at other created things, other things around us, trying to find our purpose instead of looking at the person who created us? and said, why did you create me? You made me. You created me for something. What is it? Like, imagine the tools in the toolbox looking at each other going, hmm, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. Like, like they have a purpose, but they can't talk to each other and figure it out, right? I guess if it's Handy Manny's toolbox, maybe. But, uh, but like, they were designed for a purpose. You were designed for a purpose. Don't talk to the other tools to ask your purpose. Talk to the creator and ask him, why am I here? What's my purpose? What do you have for me? The third thing I want us to see in that verse is this. God is relentless in completing his purpose through you. God has a purpose that was planned for you long ago. He has good works planned long ago that he wants you to accomplish. And he is not going to let up from that happening. Psalm 57.2 says this. It says, I cry out to God most high, to God who fulfills his purpose for me. He will fulfill his purpose for you. Sometimes we go to God and we say, okay, God, I need you to help me let, like, make this happen. Make this happen, God. I want, like, this is the job I need to have. This is the, this is the relationship I need to have. This is the, this is the car I need to have. This is the house I need to have. And God's like, that's not my purpose for you. I'm not going to fulfill that for you because it's not my purpose for you. He is going to fulfill his purpose for you. Understand, his purpose is not going to shift. It's not going to change based on the world, based on your friend's opinions, based on what you saw on television, based on how qualified you feel for what he's called you to do. His purpose is not going to be blocked or changed because of our unwillingness to follow his purpose. God is going to use you to complete his purpose. 
Now that may sound a little robotic. It's like, oh my gosh, like God's just going to like force me to do things. No, he's not going to force you to do things, but there is a purpose that you're going to complete one way or the other. It's going to happen because he knows what's going to happen. He's still in control of what's happening. Hebrews 6, 17 says this. It says, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. So God confirmed with an oath, an oath which is, which is bigger than a promise. He confirmed with an oath to make clear the unchanging nature of his purpose. His purpose is unrelenting. It's unchanging. It's a relentless purpose that will never change for you in your life. He is not going to give up. God has promised to use you as his child, as his heir to bless the world by sending out the message of hope in Jesus. That's our overall purpose. Our purpose in this life, you might, you might have a job, you might have a family, you might have things that you do, and those are not without point, but your purpose in life is to share the hope of Jesus. That's why you're here. It's not just to, it's not just to, to do better. It's not just to be blessed and live a blessed life. There's nothing wrong with living in the blessing, but the reason you're living in the blessing is to share the hope of Jesus. That's the reason that you're there. So the question then that some people might ask is, so like, what's the point? If, if God's going to complete his purpose in me, no matter what, if he's going to complete his purpose, whether I go along with it or not, what is the point? You remember the tool at the beginning? Remember the, the tool we talked about? If, if you are going to be used to do the purpose regardless, wouldn't you rather do the purpose in a way that you're walking in step with how you were designed? You'll make less of a mess. You'll feel less exhausted. You'll do better work because you're doing what you were designed for and you won't hurt those around you. See, God's purpose for you, it doesn't change. It's like, a, it's, it's a path that you're going to follow. Um, in fact, actually, uh, Roland, I'm going to bite you up. Um, it, I want to give you an idea of what this looks like. I want to give you an idea of what this purpose looks like for your life. And so um, Roland has these, uh, these exercise bands here. Here you go. Um, he, he's, he's not getting fresh with me back here. Um, this is... so, so here's the thing. Roland is God, not really, but we're going to see Roland as God for the moment. So the idea of this is God's purpose for you, it does not move. It does not move. It's attached to me. And God is going to move me through life. He's going to allow me to go through life, but he's going to have a purpose for me. And I might decide I want to try something else. And if so, I'm going to start walking away from God's purpose for my life. And when I do, I'm going to feel this tension pulling back on me, okay? When I feel this tension pulling back on me, what is it? What is this tension? This tension is our relationship with Christ. It's our relationship pulling us back saying, you're not where I want you to be. This isn't your design purpose. Come back in alignment. Come back to where I'm at. See, as you pull away and you feel that tension, 
It's, it doesn't mean that God's going to stop you. He's going to let you go out. He's going to give you freedom to go and do your thing. And you're going to walk around and you're going to be like, gosh, I just feel so frustrated. I just feel so anxious. I just feel so useless and so tired. And, and God's like, quit fighting my purpose. You've added all this tension here. The other thing is when you, when you start stretching out and walking away from God's purpose for you, you're able to go do what you want. And, and sometimes God starts moving along and he says, hey, we're going to go this way. We're going to go this way. The purpose is over here. Come with me. And the tensions keeps building and building and building. And you're like, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. And God's like, come on. He's not going to stop. Now, uh-oh, he's getting serious with his purpose. God says, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull. I'm going I'm to strengthen this relationship and pull on you. Okay. Now, here's what you got to be careful of. If you start walking away in the middle of that, what happens? All of a sudden, you start doing something, and your tension of how you walked away starts making a mess. Have you ever seen a dog on a long leash out for a walk? I'm not talking about a good dog. I'm talking about a crazy wild dog, that dog that's all over the place and everything. And he's got this long leash, and he just starts running all around. And before you know it, that dog is wrapped around a pole, right? He's knocking things over. His, his owner's legs are all tangled up. He's making a mess. Now, he hasn't escaped the owner. He's still connected back to his owner. But he's making a mess. And he's tearing things up. God wants us to walk close to his path. Now, here's the deal. Watch this. When I walk up and I stand close to my purpose, I don't even feel any tension in the relationship here. God gives me freedom to walk around. It's not, this isn't like a, a thing where I'm locked in and I got to be perfectly in alignment. God says there's freedom to move around. There's freedom to go. But at a certain point, you walked a little too far away from me. So there's going to be some tension there because I want you to come back to me. How do you know if you are fighting God's purpose? Number one, you know because you make a mess. You know because you make a mess. If you're making a mess with your life, if you're making a mess with your life, you're probably out of the purpose you were created for. You probably need to start seeking to go back to the purpose you were created for. Quit breaking things. Quit. Here's the second one. How do you know you're fighting God's purpose? You hurt people. Quit hurting people. You're like, I keep hurting the people in my life. Why? Because you're outside your purpose. You're fighting God's purpose. And it, what is it doing? You're, you're hurting other people. You're a wrench banging on them and you're hurting them. God's like, that's not what you were designed for. You're causing a mess. You're hurting people. The, second, the third thing is, you know you're fighting God's purpose because you feel lost. If you're living your life and you're like, I just feel so lost. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know where I'm going. I don't know, I don't know what I'm trying to accomplish in life. I'm so lost. What am I supposed to do? Am I supposed to, where am I supposed to work? Where am I supposed to live? I don't know what to do. You're probably not living in God's purpose. That's why you feel lost. The last one here, how do you know if you're fighting God's purpose? Because you feel exhausted. It's exhausting to live with this tension and to fight it and to fight it and to fight it. You don't have to fight it. Okay? You can live within the purpose. That's how you know you're fighting God's purposes because you feel exhausted. When you walk in his purpose, it's not always easy. 
not saying it's going to be easy, but he's going to supply the strength. You're not going to have the tension, but he's going to supply the strength for what you're going to. So what do we do? What do we do if we're fighting God's purpose? Don't leave me yet. (laughs) What do we do if we're fighting God's purpose? Well, we got to embrace God's relentless purpose for our life. How do we do that? We embrace God's relentless purpose by, number one, stop fighting the tension of God pulling you back. Stop fighting the tension of God pulling you back. Hebrews 6, 19, we use this verse all the time at Anchor. If you don't know it, man, you're going to know it. We have this hope as an anchor for the soul, firm and secure. It enters the sanctuary behind the curtain. This is two verses after what I shared a minute ago. I shared a few minutes ago just about the idea that, uh, that God used, uh, uh, he wanted to make his, his purpose clear and unchanging. So he made an oath. He made this oath. And then because of that, we have an anchor. We have this hope that's an anchor. See, the, the good thing is, is this tension is not connecting us to nothing. It's connecting us to an anchor that is firm and secure. We put our hope in Jesus, right? The hope is strong. It's trustworthy. Stop fighting it. Stop fighting it, trusting it. The next thing, how do we embrace God's relentless purpose? We strengthen our relationship with Jesus. Now, Here's the second thing I want you to see about these bands. See, sometimes when we work out, we use bands like this and, and we, we, we use them and we, we go with one and it's got a little bit of tension and then it, we, we start working with it and we, we get strong, right? And so we're like, I'm gonna go to the next band. I'm gonna move up to the 40 pound band. And then you start using it and you get stronger. And then you move up and you get the 50 pound band and you get stronger. Now, it's a little bit different with your relationship with Jesus. We want to we strengthen this relationship. We want to strengthen this tension here. If you don't have a strong relationship with Christ, you got like a 10-pound band on you. You start running all over the place, and you don't feel the tension pulling you back too much because you're so far away. You're so far away from God that your relationship isn't strong, and you're not hearing him. You're not feeling him draw you back. He's still doing it. He never let go of you, but he's still drawing you back, but it's not strong. If you want to embrace God's relentless purpose, you need to strengthen this band. So that as you start walking away, it's immediately obvious, oh, wow, I am outside God's purpose. Now, the difference, as I was saying, is, is when you work out, you're trying to get yourself stronger to get stronger bands. But with Christ, it's different. You don't need to get stronger because the strength of this band has nothing to do with how strong you are. It has to do with how strong he is, okay? He's going to provide the strength for the band. And actually, I'm going to become weaker because I'm going to say, you know what? You know what, God? I am not strong enough to fight this. I don't need to fight this. In fact, I'm going to yield and let you provide the strength. Philippians 4.13 says, I can do everything through him who gives me strength. I can do everything through him who gives me strength, not because I'm going to be strong, but because he's going to provide the strength. He's going to attach. He's going to have the strong hold on my life. You rely on the strength of Jesus to keep you in alignment. And when you walk closer to God's desire for your life, 
then your relationship gets stronger and stronger. It's crazy. The less you pull on the band, the less you pull on the band, the stronger the relationship's going to get. It's, it's totally backwards of how we work, like how we think about things. Like we're, we think, man, I need to do more reps. I need to keep walking away and coming back and walking away and coming back and I'll get a stronger relationship. Like that's not how life works. Your relationship with Christ is stronger because you quit pulling on it. The longer you stay close, you get that strong relationship and you have that strength pulling you back. All right. I'm going to, can you disconnect me there? I'm going to detach from my tension for a moment here. The last one is this. How do we embrace God's relentless purpose for our life? The last one is this. By clearly proclaiming God's purpose for you. By clearly proclaiming God's purpose for you. Now, this is a little bit, um, this might sound a little odd to some of you, but One of the reasons we struggle to live within our purpose is because we've never clearly stated and declared what is God's purpose for my life. So when things come up against us, when we have opportunities, when we have things that want to lead us off the path, we don't even have a path to look. We don't know where to look because we never declared, here's God's purpose for my life. And so what I want to encourage you to do is to create a purpose statement for your life. Create a purpose statement for your life. Now, that might sound a little bit like a corporation, like we're going to have, I'm going to have a mission statement and a vision statement and values, and those are all great things. But a purpose statement that you can hold on to for your life, and yours might be different than mine, because you probably have a different purpose than I do, because we were all created with a unique purpose. Now, our our purposes are, are similar. Like we said, we're all We're all supposed to be sharing the hope of Christ. A purpose statement might look something like this. I took a crack at writing one this week. God created me to bring never-ending glory and honor to his name, to passionately teach his gospel, strategically equip his church, and to generously bless others. So for me, that's what I want to look back to and go, is this within the purpose God created me for? Because God created me to teach. God created me to equip the church. God created me to bless others. That's what he created me for. And throughout all of it, it's all to bring never-ending glory and honor to his name. Not for me, not that I would receive some kind of glory for what I've done, but that he would receive the glory and honor. You know, as a church, we have, we have this, this mission statement that we use. We talk about that we want to worship God passionately. We want to love others compassionately. We want to give generously and live purposefully. Those are the four things as a church that we're about. But what are you about? What are you about? Make it personal. Write something down that you can hold on to and you can say, when I'm up against something, I'm going to look back and I'm going to go, this is why I'm created. There's other things I'm going to accomplish in life, but it's all for this purpose. It's all for this purpose. Jesus was the perfect example of yielding his desire for the purpose God created him for. The purpose that that Jesus existed in Philippians, in Philippians 2, it says, you must have the same attitude that Christ Jesus had. Though he was God, he did not think of equality with God as something to cling to. And instead, 
He gave up his divine privileges. He took the humble position of a slave and was born as a human being. When he appeared in human form, he humbled himself in obedience to God and he died a criminal's death on a cross. Understand, Jesus, Jesus didn't want to die. We see in the garden, Jesus asked God, God, if it be your will, take this away from me. Just take this cup. Jesus didn't enter the world with an with a ambition to die. That wasn't what he wanted to do. Jesus was, was God. He was living with God the Father, and he humbled himself to come down here. Why? Because he had a purpose. He gave up every desire he had to follow after the purpose that God had for him. You see, God's purpose for you will never be, will never be broken. God's purpose will be complete. But God also has a desire for you to live a life in a certain way. You can fight the desired life God has for you. You can live a life that's outside of his desire for you. You can live in a way that is not going to be the best life that he has for you. His purpose will still be complete, but you're going to be hurt. You're going to hurt others. You're going to be exhausted. You're going to be tired. You're going to be frustrated. You're going to be anxious because you're not living the life he called you to live. You're living a life outside of the best life that he has for you. You have to realize that you can't achieve anything in life to bring your purpose without first accepting the purpose that God gave you and how you receive that purpose. That purpose came to you through the sacrifice of the cross. We talked about at Easter last week, we celebrated the, 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 the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus. We celebrated the cross. Jesus submitted to God's purpose at the cross. And because of that, we received God's purpose for our lives. And so I wanna ask you, if you will, if you'll go ahead and stand with me. I wanna ask you a question First question is this, have you made that decision to surrender to God's purpose for your life? Because the tension is not going to be here. If you haven't connected yourself to the anchor, if you haven't connected yourself to the anchor, the tension's not gonna be there. You're not gonna feel it pulling you back. Now, God's still gonna use your life for something. Even if you don't come to know Jesus, God's still gonna use you for something but you're not gonna ever understand it. You're never gonna have the joy of it. You're never gonna have that pleasure of being, being known and being used for a purpose that you understand. So the first thing you have to figure out is if I don't feel any tension behind me pulling me back, maybe I haven't connected myself to the anchor. Maybe I need to go seek the relationship with Jesus. And so, I want to give you that opportunity that if you're if you're watching today online or if you're here in person and you're saying, I don't feel the tension, I don't feel a relationship behind me, I don't hear God pulling on me and drawing me back, I want to give you the opportunity today to make that decision to follow after Jesus. And so if that's you, if that's you, you're saying, I, I don't feel that tension, I don't feel that relationship, but I want to know Jesus, I want to have the relationship, I'm going to invite you wherever you are, if you will, you can just raise your hand. If you're online, you can just, you can just say, that's me, you can put the little hand emoji, you can say anything you want because we want to be able to pray with you and encourage you but more importantly we want to be able to point you to the relationship that's going to change your life 
So I'm going to pray right now. And if that's you, if you're online with us or you're in the room and you're looking for that relationship, you can just pray along with me. Heavenly Father, God, I want to know your purpose. I want to have that relationship with Christ that pulls me back to your purpose, God. Lord, I believe in the sacrifice of the cross. I believe that Jesus submitted to God's will and died on the cross, but I believe that he was raised from the dead. And because of that, I can have hope and I can live a life that will make a difference for your name forever. God, I just lay my life at your feet and I ask you to use me for your purpose. Maybe you're here in the room and you found Jesus already. You have the tension in your life. You have the tension in your life, but you're exhausted. You're exhausted. You're making a mess. You don't feel like a masterpiece right now. You feel like you're kind of messed up. That's okay. That's okay. Grab onto that tension. Pull back towards it. Get close to Jesus. Let him strengthen his pull on your life. His purpose for you is not over. His purpose for you is relentless. If that's where you're at, if you just want to strengthen your relationship with Jesus, if you just want to walk closer to his path, I'm going to ask you if you'll put your hand up and just say, I want to walk closer to Jesus's purpose in my life. I'm going to pray over you that we might walk closer to Jesus. Heavenly Father, God, we thank you that you are not done with us or we thank you that you are pulling us back. God, we pray that you would just pull us close. We pray that you would hold on tight. We pray that you would strengthen our relationship. Lord, we are weak. We cannot do this on our own. It's not by our strength. It's by your strength that we are going to live our life walking in your purpose. So God, I just pray that right now that those that have their hands up, that you would just pull them close, that you would hold on to them, that you would whisper in their ear that they are your masterpiece. You have a purpose for them and you have a desire for them to live a life that is free of the stress and the anxiety and the exhaustion and the mess. Heavenly Father, God, we just trust them to you this morning. Lord, we want to live in your purpose and we will not stop until until we have lived the life that you desire for us, God. Thank you for not giving up on us. Thank you for listening to this message from Anchor Chapel. If you'd like to learn more about our ministries or to support us, you can do that at anchorchapel.com. You can also follow us on social media at Anchor Chapel. Have a great week.